a difference. Oh, joy, I said. Polite little touches, Jenna added in an agonised voice. So we slouched there and waited and waited, but as hardly anyone lived in the village, customers weren't exactly pouring through the door fighting to be served. In fact, it was nearly ten o'clock before anyone came in at all. In the meantime, Jenna and I occupied ourselves by pressing our noses against the glass door, one inside and one outside, and seeing who could make the worst, most horrible face at each other. Mum was out the back adding up columns of numbers, and didn't know what we were doing until she came out and saw that the door had gone all breathed on and sticky, and then she stopped us. After that, we just stared out of the window at... nothing. Or practically nothing. Outside our shop was a grassy road, and on the other side was the village green, which had a few trees and bushes and a small pond, and also a notice saying no ball games, apparently. On the other side of the green was a pub called the Unicorn, scattered around with some lines of cottages, and further off, a church. If you went down one of the roads off the green, you came to an estate of modern houses, and then some farms, and a huge house called the Manor. That was about it unless you counted cows and stuff, and I didn't. It was the sort of cosy, flowery village you get a photo of on a calendar. One of those places where nothing ever happens. The cottages were mostly of the thatched twee sort, apart from one on the far side of the green which looked really out of place. It might sound funny put this way, but if the other houses were all cosy and smiley, this one wasn't. This one was frowning. It was bigger than the two on either side of it, and was dark and run down, with blackened windows and a front garden tangled with overgrown trees and creepers. I pointed it out to Jenna and we agreed that there was something weird about it, but it wasn't until later that we discovered exactly what this something weird was. As the customers started coming in that morning, I cheered up a bit because we had got an excellent game going. Mum had told us that a good way to remember people's names was to think of a word which described them and which was similar to their actual name. So when you saw them again, their appearance or their manner would remind you of what they were called. Like one of the first people to come in was Major Butley, who was a big man with a fat pink face. Bum-faced Butley, I said immediately after he'd gone out. Good one, Jenna said. The next man in was Mr. Green, and when we said, Good morning, he said, Is it? And then started going into one about moles that were messing up his garden with molehills, how there were no daily bus services anymore, and how the village hall was an eyesore. Grouchy Green, Jenna whispered to me. After that, we had quite a laugh. Mrs. Snape, who was either snorting into a hanky the whole time or sniffing, became Snotty Snape, Miss Hall, great big teeth and hair up in a ponytail, became Horseface Hall. Hairy Mr. Gibbs became Gibbon Gibbs. Bald Mr. Slade was Slaphead Slade. Miss Ratcliffe, who wore a tatty bit of fur around her neck and had a face like a ferret, became Ratty Ratcliffe. And enormous Mrs. Hugo was Mrs. Huge O. There were also a few ruder ones, which we didn't tell Mum about. It was surprising how well it worked to help us remember, actually because later in the day when we saw the people we had named, either in the shop or about the village, Jenna or I would say, There's Moaning Molem, or There Goes Piggy Pinder. 
About five o'clock that first day, just as Mum was about to pull down the post office blind, a new woman rushed in. She introduced herself as Mrs Scudder and said she worked as a carer for several of the older residents in the village, including an old Mr Dudley who lived in the row of cottages diagonally across the green from our shop. The woman looked all of a mess, hair everywhere, her blouse sticking out of her skirt and a smudge of paint down one cheek. Mrs Scudder is scatty, I whispered to Jenna, and she nodded in agreement, grinning. Mr Dudley's a lovely old chap, but he's on his last legs, I'm afraid, Mrs Scudder said to Mum. He can't get out now. He's practically bedridden, so I look after him and do all his little errands. Mr Dudley is doddery, Jenna whispered. It seemed that Mr Dudley needed some milk and tea bags and other stuff, and as Mrs Scatty Scudder was in a hurry to get home,